Hi, I'm Dave Ward from the Ward Law Firm, and I help protect the business owner who's facing divorce. In this series, we're going to be talking about the three most frequently asked questions I get when people are facing a divorce in Georgia, as well as the four questions that people should be asking. And the first one uh, that I hear most often is, is Georgia a fault or no fault divorce state? And the answer is both. In Georgia, there are 13 independent grounds that are recognized for divorce. 12 of those grounds are considered to be fault grounds. So we're going to discuss the 13 different grounds that Georgia recognizes for divorce and go very quickly over each one of those. The first ground recognized by Georgia is called the intermarriage by persons within the prohibited degrees of affinity. What does that mean? Well, in English, that means the parties were too closely related by blood. Uh, we've all heard the term kissing cousins. Uh, well, believe it or not, there are such things, and, and the law addresses uh, under what circumstances people are too closely related uh, in order to be married. The second has to do with the mental incapacity of one of the parties at the time that the marriage occurred. And this really, uh, in part, goes to the validity of, of the marriage because uh, in order to form the marital quote-unquote contract, both parties have to be capable of making uh, sound decisions about that. Um, so when somebody is incapable or, or is under a mental incapacity, they don't have the right at that particular time to enter into the marriage relationship. So that is one of the grounds recognized. The third ground recognized and is pretty self-explanatory is impotency at the time of marriage. The fourth has to do with force, menace, duress, or fraud in obtaining the marriage. And again, these are things that, that can go to the uh, actual validity of the marriage, but what this has to do is, is taking somebody and compelling them to do something that they otherwise would not have done. The fifth ground is pregnancy of the wife by a man other than the husband at the time of the marriage unknown by the husband. This is a ground for divorce uh, for situations uh, that have arisen in the past where somebody is told that they are going to be the father of a child. Uh, they end up deciding that they want to get married only to find out uh, that the child really was not theirs at all to begin with. The sixth ground uh, is one of the ones most uh, commonly thought of by people, and that's adultery by either of the parties uh, after the marriage has occurred. And number seven uh, is desertion by either of the parties for a term of one year or more. Uh, what's important to know about both number six and number seven is there are some specific consequences uh, that relate to alimony if either one of these is determined to be the, the cause of the dissolution of the marriage. Uh, for example, if one party commits adultery and that is determined to be the cause for the dissolution of the marriage, that party cannot, as a matter of law, get alimony. Um, the same would, uh, would also apply in, in a desertion case. Um, so those are two particularly interesting things about those two. The eighth ground for divorce uh, is the conviction of either party for an offense involving moral turpitude and under which he or she is sentenced to a term of imprisonment of two years or more. This often leads to the question of what is uh, an offense involving moral turpitude. And generally, uh, without getting too specific, that has to do with 
crimes that involve demonstrations of poor character. There are a number of, of crimes that uh, you can actually commit, not intending to, not meaning to, uh, that just sort of happen. Um, one example of that is, that's commonly used is sometimes a speeding ticket or some other type of driving offense because those are strict, strict liability offenses. That doesn't mean that you're a bad person, it just means you, you violated some provision of law, uh, whereas these involve um, actual character flaws. The ninth, and this is actually also related to the twelfth, is habitual intoxication by one of the parties. Number ten is cruel treatment by one of the parties. Uh, and cruel treatment, uh, as defined by the law, is treatment that either involves the willful infliction of pain or bodily or mental injury upon the uh, other party who's filing, asserting that as a ground, provided such reasonably justifies an apprehension of danger to life, limb, or health. Those are read extremely broadly by the court, and in fact, uh, it's very common for a situation where somebody asserts the ground of adultery to also assert uh, cruel treatment because uh, that is considered um, mental cruelty, particularly if the other party is advertising to the other spouse that they are in the process of committing adultery or have committed it, etc. Uh, number 11 is incurable mental illness. And one very interesting thing about this is, unlike virtually every other type of ground to assert for divorce, um, it, when asserting a ground for incurable mental illness, uh, it is often decided by the courts that you nevertheless have to continue to support that person throughout their life. Number 12, as I said, is related to number 9, and number 12 is the uh, habitual drug addiction by one of the parties. Those are, are what are considered to be the fault grounds for divorce in Georgia. And the 13th, um, and this is the no-fault one, and as a practical matter, the one that is usually the basis for almost all of the divorces that are, are granted in Georgia today, and that is that the marriage is irretrievably broken with no hope of reconciliation. So in answer to our question about whether or not Georgia is a fault or no fault state, um, as you can tell from the, the foregoing list, Georgia is actually both. Again, I'm David Ward from the Ward Law Firm and I help protect the small business owner in divorce.